Okay, cool. So let's get into it. Um, <clears throat> this is Let's Not Pretend podcast. Uh, my name is Elena, and I'm excited to pick it up again. It's been quite a long time, actually. And we have this time a little bit of different uh, genre, different direction. I'm super excited to talk about this. I have uh, Foster. Is it pronounced Hilding or Hilding? Hilding. Yeah. Hilding. Okay, Foster Hilding. Yeah. I have him here in the um in the house, and uh, he actually just released an awesome new album not too long ago. He has a couple out, but before we get into a little bit of the music, let's just get an introduction. I would love to hear a little bit more about the basics of um, you as an artist and you as a musician. So if you could just go into a little bit about that, that would be awesome. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, let's see. I've been playing um, I've been playing guitar for like, I think, eight, nine years now. Uh, and I've been singing for as long as I can remember and stuff. And um, uh, I started uh, recording my own music and uh, started writing and everything about like three or four years ago. Um, I've written like a few songs before then, but um, started like really doing like my own stuff around, um, yeah, 2019, 2020. And okay. Um, okay. in 2020 is when I released my first like album, and that's Kimes. And that's, um, it, it was a bit all over the place. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it so funny it when we look like back on, of... yeah, when you look back on what you created a couple of years ago. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. I, I'd like to um uh go back and re-record some of the things that I've <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. done just to like, I don't know, get what I actually wanted to put out out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um but after that, like um I released that I think February of 2020. And then right after um COVID that was the hit, so that was the uh that was kinds right yeah that's what you're saying yeah. yeah that's interesting because i read that in an article that you were making music or you were a musician this was something that you were doing for a really long time like you just said you were really young yeah i'm sort of curious like why uh what was the step that made you want to start recording finally was it just a matter of comfortability or what was the thing that caused you to, oh, let's finally record something. You know, you've been playing, but now I actually want to release something. What made you do that? Um, I don't know. That's that's a good question. I think um I think cause like all throughout high school, like I I, I released kinds of my junior year of high school. And like uh before then I'd always like just recorded random things on my phone. And I think I had a set list for like an album um in my head and um mm -hmm. i remember i had let me see if i actually have it i have it right here i have this little like tape recorder this little nice thing. and <laughs> so i bought like a uh blank tape and i just recorded um like the tracks i had for that first album uh on there that's actually um, so cool that's like old yeah. time very vintage very unique you don't really see that yeah. <laughs> i have the tape somewhere I, at least I with people our age yeah, yeah definitely yeah um, and you're still actually and, if, in like hindsight you making music in high school you releasing an album 
that early in your uh, career a lot of people don't start doing that until their late 20s until their mid 20s so that's actually i feel like you're a little bit ahead of the game oh yeah yeah thanks <laughs> yeah um but um yeah i <laughs> those first songs were terrible and um I, even my first album like that i actually released ended up being pretty pretty bad but um i realized like i wanted to like really start recording something good at that point because i recorded it on tape and i'm like wow this, this is cool but i wish i like prepared and i wish i had something like to put out now you know for real because i just yeah. wanted people to hear it is it something that you think you're just going to re-record as is in its in its uh in its original format, or do you think you would add different sounds or you would change the songs? I think what I want to do is do like a complete redo and just like um change the songs around, make them what yeah. I really wanted them. Yeah, to yeah, be yeah, yeah. Like no, I totally understand for sure. It. Is yeah. it gonna sound something? Is it is it going to sound something more like <clears throat> your newest album? the the latest album that you came up with or do you think it's going to be a different sound it's probably going to be similar but a little different i um even since i released that album since i recorded those like a year ago now yeah um that's changing a lot my sound and the stuff i'm recording yeah, yeah. is a lot different now so yeah. i think the sound is just going to reflect what I'm doing around the time I record it, which right, I don't know right. what that's going to be. You but... never know. Yeah, that's in, that's in yeah. the future. You don't know. For all you know, exactly. you can start making like fucking reggae. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into that because that's why I was really excited to interview you in particular is that we both uh, are really big, heavy fans of shoegaze and post-rock and ambient. And I love yeah. that. I love that for both of us. And I want to go into more about your music style in general in your band camp and also what's out there as you do self-describe your music as those those reflective of those genres can we yeah. talk a little bit more about what those genres mean to you and why you felt well it seems like very naturally you're um tied to that kind of sound and you want to create that sound as well that's actually something i've been thinking about a lot recently um like with shoegaze and everything i've definitely pigeonholed myself into that genre with the last <laughs> album a little but um I I think for me I use the term very loosely because um I think a lot of people have this idea of shoegaze that is very like slow dive my bloody yeah on time like that is shoegaze but I don't I kind of don't subscribe to that and kind of like it's building a wall you know it's building yeah, a wall yeah, of sound. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that's what I try to do uh, with all of my music. And um, instead of like um, having one or two tracks with heavy, heavy effects on them, what I usually do is just do a really large variety of tracks um, and try to build up that wall as much as possible. And like, there's no room for anything you know there's no room to be like oh there should be something added right here mm -hmm. like we have all the frequencies covered you know and so that's that's how I make shoegaze music um, yeah. yeah which I guess is still it's still that the way you described it the wall that is sort of the definitive uh structure of a shoegaze song normally you would think of something a little bit like I, I you can make the distinction between black gaze and shoegaze. I feel like black gaze is a little bit more yes. of that wall, but shoegaze could still be somewhat acoustic. 
shoegaze can be soft. And I personally think that my bloody Valentine is, and we know, I think you would agree. And anyone who listens to this kind of music is completely different sounding than slow dive. Oh, absolutely. completely different. Yeah. But they both are considered pioneers of the shoegaze genre. So that exactly. just goes to show the similar, the sim- a similarity in thinking with you and um, the genre in general. But uh, besides that, you also created, you have two other projects uh, you have one project that is an experimental project, and then the other one is an electronic one, correct? Yes. Yeah. And that's, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, uh, Day- Dayana? It's just Diana. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because the A is before the I, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Diana. So tell me a little bit more about Diana and then Funeral Court. Okay, so... um. Diana's a little funny. So um we're actually rounding Diana's like one year birthday soon. Um so nice. I'm gonna make like a thing about that. But um yeah, so the idea for the first Diana album actually came to me in a dream. Um <laughs> remember <laughs> like I, I had this dream and it was really bit. I remember looking on my band camp and I had released an experimental album yeah. by Diana. And I the name was different. It wasn't intervalence, but it was something inter like, you know, how dreams work. Like there's like 40,000 letters there that didn't make any sense. But, and I just remember like, that was the vibe I had. And I tried to like, um, in my dream, I just had this kind of feeling of what the music would be like as, um, compared to like the cover and the um, the name of it and everything. And so I tried to replicate that in real life as much as possible. So that was kind of the entire inspiration for um, that first Diana album. That was so interesting because when I did listen to it, there's one song that's just like complete like silence. There's one song that there's a lot of really low parts of the, of the music. And then some of them do have most yeah. of like most of the songs will be quiet and then there's a little bit of a buildup at the end but it is it does feel like it really fits that mold of what you would consider experimental i think a lot of people you know throw throw around that term use that term but it might not necessarily really uh i don't know actually feel experimental but when i listened to that it definitely did i am curious what what is with like what's the name where the name come from what is Diana like? Who or is that referencing a person or is it referencing something? A dr- like what is it? Um, I don't really know. That's um, that's the name the uh, uh of the moniker from the dream I had, and I was that sounds kind of cool. And I remember okay. it, it's so weird because it was it was spelled that way in the dream, and I was like, I said that's like a weird specific thing, and I wouldn't be able to like come up with that awake you know yeah yeah sometimes that's just how it is yeah and are you planning on doing more stuff with that project are you planning on releasing yeah i'm uh i have actually i have two eps on my band camp they're unmixed right now i'm gonna get them uh like mixed and mastered and put out on streaming services coming like the next year hopefully and i am working on another album right now i know you have so much going on it's awesome yeah (laughs) do you Do you mix and master yourself? 
No, I don't. Thankfully, I am terrible. It's hard. It's harder than making the music itself. (laughs) It really is. Yeah, I have my friend um, Noah Szymanski in um, Phoenix. He mixes all my stuff. He's, um, uh, yeah, he's great. He does a really good job with it and everything. And then I get it mastered at um, Inner Sky Studio with Pat Shambayati. And um, he does a really good job, too. Okay, cool. Good. I'll have to, I mean, I don't know how many people are going to be too familiar with the um, area you're in because you're in Arizona and I haven't even mentioned that at all. Uh, You're from Flagstaff, correct? Yeah. 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 So um, Flagstaff. I I grew up. Yeah. Where'd you go? Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) No, no, you can go. (laughs) I grew up in Phoenix and then I moved here uh, for for college. (laughs) Oh, okay. 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 That's no, that's important. No. Okay. You're here for college and then you were in Phoenix. Okay. Because Phoenix is when I think of Arizona, I think of Phoenix. I've never heard of Flagstaff. So yeah, the Phoenix is the big one, the big city. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you said you actually have a show coming up in Phoenix too, don't you? Yeah, I do. I'm doing, um, it's just, um, it's my first show in the past, like three years because I haven't Ooh, performed big, since big. COVID and everything. Yeah. That's yeah, going to be but, sick. Um, I'm, it's just a little, yeah, I'm excited. It's just a little opening set. We play at, um, first Friday downtown, which is just like this event at the first Friday of every month where they have food trucks and performances and whatever. So I'm playing with a full band this time. Okay, so cool, I'm really cool. excited about and everything too have you done that before with a full band or has it just been a solo thing with as far as performances um for my solo music it's always just been me so yeah. this is the first time like performing um songs i've written just for um under my own name um, but with a, with a full band so that'll yeah. be yeah no that'll be interesting i think that'll be fun i don't know what the venues or the show scene is like in that area. Uh, and I don't know, would you know, even though it's, I mean, it's been three years since you did a show, but how familiar are you with how shows work in your area? Um, It, it has been a while, but um, last time I just kind of, because um, I have a, a math rock band that I play with as well. Um, and we were picking up some speed before COVID hit and everything. And we were playing at some venues around town. Oh, cool. um, uh, Let me see. Like I just reached out by email to random venues and stuff. I'm like, Hey, if I can put together a show, like, would you let me do this here? And um, it would say, yes, sometimes like we were playing at, um, there's like a smaller venue that's more like nonprofit and like, just like community run called trunk space that's downtown and everything it's really good i've seen a bunch of metal shows there and um we so we had a few shows lined up there and then we played at the uh, rebel lounge with um two other bands uh desert mammoth and dude babe um cool guys and um dude babe i like that (laughs) i think i've heard of that venue actually is that a big venue yeah um they some of the touring bands will will um will play through there um that and we also performed at the valley yeah yeah i think i think some bands do um go through there as well as the valley bar which we also played at Um, i saw um i saw nothing there yeah Um, i love them oh my god i'm obsessed with them 
in your article, you mentioned yeah. that as uh, one of your influences. And then you mentioned all of these other awesome bands that I love, uh, <laughs> like Deftones, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins, Planning for Burial, uh, that kind of that just, just amazing. Uh, yeah, it was like, yeah. that's awesome. Like your influences, how what is it that? Yeah, what is it that you like about that music? I know I could answer that myself but it's not my interview you know what i mean so what do you what it was yeah. <laughs> what, why do you like that kind of music what is it that ties you to that is it similar to you know your relationship with your own music or that that's a that's a good point yeah it is pretty similar to my relationship with my own music and i think it's just mostly an emotional connection like there's something about the passion put into that type of music that is so different from um most things you know what i mean and that's what i look for when i'm just listening to music and everything is just finding something that really did take a lot of passion and really was like an emotional experience rather yeah, than just yeah. putting something out there yeah you know what i mean no <laughs> and i think you had actually described the process of your latest album the summer that dried the well uh, which came out in 2021, right? <clears throat> and then that, uh, or, uh, yeah, 2021. Or, right? No, it came out. Or is that last year? This, this, this year, this year, yeah, my bad. Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> no, you're you good. had described that as a journey, right? In this article mm -hmm. that you had, um, you had done. And yeah. <laughs> I was curious, you had gone into a little bit of some personal stuff that if you're comfortable talking about now, you could, but... Uh, I'm For curious sure, yeah. to see the way that you had described the summer that dried the well being a very sort of cathartic emotional journey that reflected what you were going through at the time. Is that similar to the other albums and other music you listen to? Would you have considered those journeys as well? Yeah, I'd like to believe so. Like, um, like for me, like there are specific um if not journeys then like themes for all of some of my favorite artists and albums like um like leaving by planning for burial is one of my favorite albums of all yeah. time and there's a very if if there isn't a journey there's a very like there's a period of time that you can tell that this is representing and a, a very yeah, specific yeah, yeah. emotion and like um, i love that yeah yeah, exactly. So that's kind of what I was going for, you know? I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does, because I think, like, when you go through something and you go through it, it with some sort of length of time and it shapes you as a person, and then you're able to replicate what has happened to you mentally and socially or any way possible, and you're able to replicate that into a physical thing, it's almost like you're able to step yourself aside from that experience and grow and move past it because you've actually put it out into something physically it's almost like some sort of like i don't know how to describe it but you're actually able to release release these memories release these experiences and you have them now and you know that the, you know that that this music and this art <clears throat> does signify a specific part of your life that like you're able to reflect back on it and see it but it's actually something you can go back to and it's not I don't know about you but it feels like okay in that sense I've released it from 
impacting me forever. Like I've released it right. from from it being more of an active thing to more of like a passive thing that I can either rediscover or I can have a relationship, an outside relationship with now. Definitely. Would and you agree like, with that? Yeah. It's like it's like manifesting closure. Yeah, that's way. the best way. To, that's yeah. the, that's what I was thinking. A sort of closure, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I like and I, how important for you. Some of your some of your other projects they didn't have lyrics on them. For you, is it is the are the lyrics really important? Are they less important? It depends on what you're going for, maybe. I've always struggled with writing lyrics. I I always write um the songs themselves first before I write any lyrics, just because I'm not super good at it and I've never been super comfortable singing that much but um for me I feel like lyrics can be secondary they can really enhance whatever story or whatever theme you're trying to convey but I also feel like they can be unnecessary and like with Diana I think there is one song with lyrics but um I don't believe that was completely necessary either like I I think with something like that you can convey that message and that um experience well without lyrics and um same thing for funeral court like i had a very specific theme there and i think i think i it wasn't necessary for me to put lyrics there either you know yeah yeah true yeah sometimes it can be just like for grouper or some sort of ambient piece that you really like it doesn't need to have any vocals at all and it definitely exactly. conveys its own its own story and its own emotion definitely. um yeah. but yeah, so with with do do you do you write on your own? Are there other things that you do that are artistic sort of or creative besides music that you would incorporate into music? Um yeah, I I am a writer. I actually am um Which is I'm funny because you say lyrics come hard to you but you're a writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. I'm I am getting better. I am getting better, but yeah. Um but no, I I'm studying creative writing. Uh, that's my major oh, here. Awesome. So, yeah. So I'm actually I am working on a book or a novel with my dad. Um, we're about like five, six chapters into writing this like thriller novel and stuff together. So that's really? that's really fun. Yeah. And I also um yeah, I'm working at um on top of my normal job, I'm I'm working an internship at a um like this one isn't very creative or artistic, but it's like some um like window treatment company. So <laughs> I'm uh, like nice. I'm writing content for them and stuff. So. But you're writing, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Still writing. <laughs> I thought okay, you were about to go in a different direction, which you were like installing stuff. I was like, oh, oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Interesting. Okay. Um, what's your favorite instrument to play? It's. I mean. That's hard because it's always been guitar. Yeah. But I I noticed you have a bunch of guitars in the back there. How many do you have? Like is Uh, that like five or six? I have seven. I have one off screen too. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. What's your Um, favorite out of all of them? You have a favorite guitar. Let me grab this one right here. Yeah, let's yeah. I'm gonna we gotta grab your a picture of you and your favorite guitar. Yeah. So this one's probably my favorite. The this blue. Is a, is, yeah. I love it's my it. Gibson Les Paul. It's a uh, 2008 limited edition. 
nice like 300 of these really yeah that's crazy do you know how to um how do you take a picture on this thing i'm not sure we're doing zoom guys for the first time let's not pretend (laughs) podcast on zoom we're figuring it out because he's all the way in arizona i didn't know i couldn't fly all the way over there maybe sometime (laughs) i don't know but (laughs) eventually 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 if you need any help writing uh material for your window company (laughs) thank you yeah yeah. (laughs) i'll I'll go over there um great great yeah so the sum let's get a little bit more into the album the summer that dried the well then that uh for anyone who's not familiar with it or uh which yeah anyone who isn't familiar with it how would you go about describing the album what do you want people to know about the album and why'd you put it out um it's a head i know it's a big question so take your time yeah yeah um it is a the way i've been describing it's just like a heavy alternative rock or like shoegaze album and it's um it's taken inspiration from like some of my favorite bands things that i've never really tried before it all the majority of the music sparked from when I finally started using uh, Logic instead of Bitwig, yeah. Because um, I was using Bitwig for a while, and that doesn't really bode well for like rock music or um, more acoustic sounds or anything like that. Um, so I started using Logic, and um, kind of inspired me to make this. And uh, yeah, <laughs> um, it is really about a lot of the things and the experiences I had during the summer of 2021 mm-hmm. and everything and kind of like the aftermath of my parents' divorce and a lot of other things that were just going on and colliding kind of at the same time. And mm-hmm. so I was just kind of writing about those experiences as they went along until um, I think I recorded those songs in between like the summer of 2021 and to uh, November of 2021. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you recorded the album in 2021, but you released it in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. So I was recording demos for the for that album, like, like the latter half of 2021, like the last six months. And then in December, I re-recorded all of them, um, which was a really long experience. It took me I like bet. three yeah. weeks. So um, I went home for the winter break. I went back to Phoenix. That was before I had like an apartment. I was living in the dorms. And so I went back to Phoenix because my um, like home studio was at my dad's house Mm -hmm. and the majority of my guitars and everything. So I recorded, re-recorded everything like from scratch. So you 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 have a studio that's different than this in your room? You record outside? Uh, no. So I had like a home studio at my dad's, um, but I moved all of that stuff up here once up I got here. this apartment. Yeah. I see. And this is where you're in you're right now. You're, you're in Flagstaff, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Cause you're going to school and yeah, yeah. you're studying creative writing. Okay, cool, cool. How do you find the time when you're, for me, it was just really difficult when I was in college, I graduated a couple of years ago. It was difficult to find time to really put invest in. Not only are you making a song, which is, you could kind of do it quickly but you're putting in the time to mix or you're putting in the time to re-record the demos and do this over and over again editing how do you find the time to do that with all these things that you're doing it's it's a lot um yeah 
especially because I have a lot of other projects too. Like yeah, exactly. This projects, isn't but this isn't just one thing. You're doing one, two, three, and then you're in this math rock band that I didn't even know about. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but um it's really about time budgeting like um <laughs> it sounds bad but i haven't really had a whole lot of time just doing nothing in a while <laughs> that's you know? good though yeah I I, mean, it's fun it's sometimes fun. doing nothing is good actually right but then it just gets then it just gets boring, boring right yeah i probably have like sundays sundays I, I have a day where i do nothing but um usually i just time budget like i trying to set goals for myself and like by the end of by this point i need to get this done and what i can usually do is like um at least uh well i haven't been writing for uh like under my own name for like eight months i haven't written music for um my uh solo stuff in a long time Damn, yeah. um so i'm still uh working through that but i can usually bang out a song for like any other project anywhere from like two hours to three hours. So I've been doing um, songs for like other projects I've been working on and other people I've been working with. And so yeah. I just kind of set goals for myself. I'm like, um, by this week, I need to have this done so yeah, that yeah. I can start working on the next thing. So you set and... those clear, hard goals. Yeah, you do, you, exactly. You do have those. Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Uh, And then that actually, I don't know. I just started thinking about your record label because you have a record label. Yeah, I am part of like You're part a, of a record label. Yeah, yeah. And then how do you pronounce it again? Um, again? It's Locon Records. Locon yeah. Records. Yeah, I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing this stuff right. Yeah, no, no um, problem. <laughs> that's cool. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? <laughs> yeah, so um I actually met um Liam, who's a co-owner of the uh um uh, label from the Flenser Discord. No, yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this court just cracks me up. Yeah, I haven't actually like even looked at it. And I haven't months. looked at it in forever because yeah. people are on that thing all the time. Like I had to turn all my notifications time. off. It was yeah. like, it was actually, crazy. I posted this really weird like meme. I posted the two or three really weird memes and like six people got upset at me because it was like NSFW. And I was like, calm down, guys. So ever <laughs> since cares? that happened, I... <laughs> I was just like, I'm not even going to go on this Discord anymore. Yeah. Well, I was obsessed. You know how in the Discord you can do the last FM crowns? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can start becoming a pretentious asshole time. about it. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I was I was on that like hours a day, like just <laughs> looking at that stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Shout yeah. out last FM, though yeah for real <laughs> for real but um but no yeah i met him through there and um this is about a year ago now too i was um i was just about to release or i had just released my first diane album and i was like hey um i noticed you have a label like could i join it and he's like sure <laughs> and it's like nice. it's a okay, really cool, cool. yeah it's a small like artist run no contract label so it's not like a lot of stress or anything it's just um a bunch of artists supporting each other and it's it's really cool that's you know? awesome that's really cool that it like i don't know that whole process of trying to join a label or it seems daunting it seems like something i would need more connections for or need more I don't know exposure for but it sounds yeah. like not necessarily you can find a way to find some sort of like-minded individuals and create something even if it's small something productive definitely and the and there's a lot of independent labels out there like and i'm still looking for um 
like larger labels trying to like get bigger and everything possibly but um like i have a long list of uh from research i've done of just smaller independent labels to pitch to and everything and there's there's a lot out there yeah there is yeah there's definitely more than i know i'm aware of yeah (laughs) and i just haven't gone through the process yet of really looking at that stuff right but it seems like a really good thing for you uh a lot especially i mean you you use your band camp a lot too Mm -hmm. and you release it looks like you sell merch uh like cassettes and shit yeah, I actually, yeah, so I just um, got, I have CDs, and, CDs uh, and, nice. and cassettes for the new album. I have some merch like um, t-shirts and hoodies and stuff on, um, and posters on Society6. Uh, okay, let's link that Society. down below, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get yourself something from that. Society6, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be um, awesome. For sure but um, that must be fun making that it must be really fun having some physical having uh cds and cassettes and all these really cool things you can just sell or put out there i don't know whatever one you want to do though yeah it's it's awesome and i uh, like i'm a big music collector too like i have a big vinyl collection big cd and cassette collection too like uh, nice so nice. it's it's like uh it's awesome nice. yeah, i'm really excited and I'm, i hope that I can get that music out there so people can also collect that. Collect, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. that would be awesome. That's at least yeah. one of the one of the hopes, right? Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, are you you what's coming up for you now in the future? Besides the show. Um cuz you do have a show on the uh, I think in December you said. Yeah, the, yeah, December 2nd. Yeah. yeah. Um but um let me see. I have a, a single releasing this mm-hmm. month under my own name. That's gonna be. That's called Never Enough. Never so Enough. Okay. That's kind nice. of like a uh, Jesu kind of thing. Okay. Good. Yeah. It's gonna be nice then. So yeah, it's a little bit more post rock. Yeah, definitely. Okay. A little like. How is it? Lo- is it long? How? What's the? Are you allowed to talk about it, or is it a secret thing? Yeah, I, I can talk about it a little. It's uh, it's like seven minutes long. Okay. Uh, cool. So, on. On the longish side, I guess. Yeah. For us, uh, that's kind of short for yeah, post rock band. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm working on I literally have the logic program uh logic project open for this Diana song I'm working on right now. And I'm nice. at a 17 minute mark. Uh, yeah, that. I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's just how it goes though. <laughs> just how it goes. Just how yeah. it goes in our world. Nice, yeah, nice. And so it's so, okay, seven minutes long. Is it um it's your rock stuff, right? Not not as much electronic. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay, it's cool. uh like heavy, kind of doomy, um, shoegaze post rock. You know? Yeah, as you were saying, because <laughs> cool you said it sounded like Jay Zoo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Cool. I'm excited to hear that. Then that would be awesome. Yeah. You use Logic. What's a? Uh, you said is Logic easier to do guitar stuff in in a little bit better working towards acoustic and rock rather than like other stuff because you said it for yeah you said logic seemed to inspire you a bit more and it helped definitely like they have a really um i love using like their um in dot amps and everything i like cool i'm I'm, yeah oh sorry no you're good there's like a huge variety of stuff that you can do with them and um they already sound great on their own sometimes there's been a few songs where i just left them uh as the default amp pa- amp patch that's cool it that's cool good, but um they just um yeah they have a wide variety of options and a lot of customization so it's perfect for um 
what I want to do with my music and stuff. Do you think uh do you think it's worth the money if someone wanted to invest in it? Definitely. And what I did actually is I got like the student package. So I got um Logic Pro X and uh Final Cut Pro and like two other um big Apple apps or something for like creative production and it was like 200 bucks. So, that's not bad um, at all. Yeah. yeah. It it was a I lot thought, of I was apps. expecting it to be like 800 or something. No, no. Yeah. It was, it's a great deal. And it's been, it's been really nice because I've been able to like produce my own videos with final cut and everything too. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's been really cool. Yeah. Yo, are you going to come out with any music videos or any fun stuff like that? Um, I actually am in the process of making a uh, playthrough video of one of the uh, songs uh, as it slips through your fingers like yeah so I'm recording um, right now I have all the parts except vocals recorded for um, a playthrough video for as it slips through your fingers um, with Max Berry and um, he's actually the guitarist for the math rock band I'm in nice. Um, so and what's the band what's that band called it's called mo um, M cool. yeah so we've actually been doing music since like 2019 a little before wow. that yeah, so yeah. Um, it's been a while um, we're actually awesome. in the process of recording our first album as well nice, we just recorded nice. two songs over at um uh, glendale community college down in phoenix cool, uh, with cool. noah Samansky, who mixes my stuff and everything but um yeah so, so yeah you got you got like a nice little team behind you too you're not doing it all solo it seems like you really got other creative people in your life that you're able to work with definitely and i think um there there was a while before like i started making like the new album and everything and like entering this kind of new era that um i was just working on it all myself i was like i just want to do this on my own i want to yeah um, yeah yeah like do it as much as i can and it's just that doesn't work out you know you need other people you need to yeah um, you need to work with other people and that it 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 adds so much and working with this label man i mean like i've learned so much and i've um i've um done so much and met so many other people um as it's, it's just been great it's a great experience yeah it really does sound like it yeah. and it, like how how different would you describe where what were those ways in which you grew or changed the way that you approach to music versus like when you were doing it solo versus doing it now with other people, like your, your band, for example, how different of an experience is that in regards to you being a musician? I think like, what is it? What is it? Obviously you're, you know, you're not by yourself. That's the most clear. Uh, that's obviously the answer, but like, what is it that's different about being with another person that makes the music either better or easier or different? Mm -hmm. I think um, one of the biggest things is that I'm holding myself to a higher standard because it's not, I'm not just representing my, myself and my music. I'm representing like a group of people mm, mm. and um, like with kinds or stuff like that. I was kind of just like, this is cool. I'm just going to record this real quick and be done and put it out, you know? And I mean, um, I still kind of get the vibes from like the projects I do solo, like Diana, Diana and uh, Funeral Corps, like those were kind of just recorded and put out like with not a lot of collaboration, but I'm trying to move past that in all facets of my music, like career and everything. And um, yeah, like 
I think that is really like the main thing. It's just I'm holding myself to a higher standard. I don't just record it. I make sure it's yeah. as good as I can get it to be. And I make sure it's what I want it to sound like before I send it out to other people or um, work on it with anyone else. That makes a lot of sense, though. I like yeah. that answer because it really do- it shows how you actually how it helps. Right. Definitely. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that. That would be that would be a lot of fun to have. It's it, it, I bet it's a lot of fun to also have both, right? You're able mm-hmm. to do your solo stuff, but you're also doing a band stuff instead of either just doing one, you know, sticking with just a band and not doing your own solo stuff, but you're able to do both of those, um, which is a nice balance, I bet. Yeah, definitely. Because <clears throat> you and still I... have you still have that full autonomy autonomy of what you want with your solo stuff, but exactly. Yeah, actually, I do have a question about that when you're with. Your band, how do you guys collectively decide what kind of sound or song you're going to make when there are four different individuals, right? Or five or three. There's just a group of people. How do you collectively make a decision on what the song's going to be? It's it's always a little different. So what we've been doing kind of is... um we write like the bass version or like a demo version of a song on our own and then send it out to like the others. And then we're like, Hey, would this be interesting? Would you guys be interested in doing this? And then we kind of end up not really deciding on a sound, but kind of bringing all of our sounds together. Okay. Okay. And it cool, just cool. becomes whatever it ends up. Yeah. Being, yeah. You know? Okay. So, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. You're yeah. not like sitting down and being like, okay, today we going to make this song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Although I'd okay, like cool. to be like, let's make a shoegaze song. I, yeah. That would be awesome. Also, <laughs> but... oh, it's kind of like you, you send those clips and then you decide, okay, if they like this, then I'll add on to it or something. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. So that make that's a little bit, I feel like I can digest that in theory now a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Nice, nice. And do you play, because I mentioned earlier, we talked about uh, you playing the guitar and your favorite guitars or whatever. Do you play other instruments? Yeah, so I play um, I play piano and keyboard and bass too. Nice, nice, and nice. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I uh, What do you, how do you do your drum tracks? Do you do that on um, Logic? Yeah, so I actually, those are all, um, uh, like synthesized or like synthetic so okay, cool, um, cool. and what I actually usually do is I put those in by hand I don't really like actually play them on like a keyboard or anything I um input those like by keyboard and mouse and um, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. um yeah it is cool because you can do that though you can do both of those because you can um you can you can bring in um like a drum machine but it's cool because you can like use your keyboard and then each little one of them will be like a symbol and one of them will be a kick or one of them will be something and you can actually it's kind of funny you can create a drum you can make your own drums with just your fingers yeah exactly yeah (laughs) what the fuck it's fucking crazy yeah yeah it's crazy I, I, i mean that's why i love the accessibility of electronic production yeah exactly and it's really that's fun, yeah. that's one of the things that i'm i've been struggling with a little bit is that um when i'm making a lot of these this music it is like i am just in my room i don't have a drum set i can't really fully um and i am in an apartment i can't be super loud like i can't fully 
make yeah, it yeah. sound the same way. Yeah, you're right. And that's yeah, something yeah. I've always been trying to get to. You know what I mean? I'm still working. I on definitely that. understand that. I've ri- I'm like I'm in the same boat where I'm just like it would be awesome. I love the electronic stuff, but it would be awesome if I could get a real drum set and actually play my own drum. There's That'd something so different about the sound of that and everything. Yeah, and even in like real. electronic music, having like a real drum set or in hip hop, having like a real drum set and everything, it's just, it's adds so much, like a very specific vibe. Yeah, there, you know? for real. Yeah. Would you, would you explore uh, other genres or put like uh, connect wildly different genres with each other? How much would you go as far as experimenting? um that's a good question because i've always wanted to um like i listen to all all fucking types of music and so um i've always wanted to get into um a few different things like i've wanted to do like some really complicated math rock for one uh which Mm -hmm. is something i'm trying to get into doing with my band uh we've been kind of working up to that and i i love to do um i love to produce hip-hop and rap and everything i think that would be so fun i've done a little bit of that um a while ago and i used to like mess around with that idea with my little brother actually (laughs) oh that's sweet but um i also uh i'd love to get into jazz um my guitar teacher in high school was an enormous jazz guy so he taught us a bunch of stuff about that so i do have a a lot of knowledge about it but it's hard to hard to put into action yeah yeah yeah, I see. Okay. Like for the uh math rock, what are some examples of math rock bands? Because maybe people, when they hear that word, they don't know what that means. What are some examples? So some of my favorite math rock bands that I take a lot of inspiration from would be um, Chon, uh, Animals as Leaders. Um, a smaller one that I really love is Elaine the Singer. I've been taking okay, a lot of inspiration from them because they're kind of like a more post-rock version of math rock, kind of like in the vibe that Slint is, except okay, like cool. oh, faster and dirtier. And yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's I'll cool. have to look yeah. that up because I actually yeah. haven't heard of some of those bands. Yeah. I don't good. really listen to uh, math rock, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't in a while, but it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's cool to explore stuff. Definitely. Do you by any chance know the band Aroha? No, I don't. Oh my god, they're so good. They're like, uh, do you do you know where your wounds? Uh, no. Do you know? You probably know Jacob Bannon now, from Converge. Oh, okay. oh wait, no, yes, I I know. Yeah, you know Converge. Band. I feel yeah, like yeah. you would know Converge. Yeah, that yeah, he definitely. it's it's his um it's his side project, uh, and it's more, um. It's like drone gazy, but he's got these fuzzy vocals, and it's just really oh, I love it. It it sounds so really good. Cool. Yeah, um, it would be it would be cool to see uh like other types of rock that you're into and just seeing how that that <clears throat> influences your sounds and stuff. But math yeah. rock and then planning for burial, smashing pumpkins, all that awesome stuff. Is there uh, is there are there like? Let me see what I'm trying to ask. What's it, okay? What were some of your? Can't say nothing. What were some of your favorite shows that you were like, whoa, it'd be so cool if, to like do a show like this? Or, you know, what do you like in shows? Um, oh, that's a good question. Because I've always been very split about um, 
in shows like um um like between being genuine and being more like performative mm -hmm. it's um like it's a really hard split and i've seen a lot of both um a more performative one that i really loved is i went to go see another math rock band uh polyphia one that i've kind of fallen off of i don't really like them as much anymore but they um they had two bands opening for them one was sleep token which okay, is an cool. awesome awesome band yeah that sounds uh, familiar i don't know if i listen to them but it sounds very familiar yeah they're like metal pop if that makes sense and like uh and like in like I'm hoping the, not the really worst ways. <laughs> yeah, no, in the, in a cool way. It's like if um, I don't know how to describe it. Like um, not pop music like um Miley Cyrus or anything. It's like more pop music like um, like the piano ballad type of thing. You know what I mean? Like oh, maybe I like see, John Legend kind of. Okay, okay. I don't okay, know okay. pop music very well, but like um but with um and they're all anonymous they have like the masks on and like their oh, body nice. paint and robes nice. and stuff and yeah. they're just amazing and their yeah. show was like really well done i love to do something like that um i mean obviously not anonymous and in masks but i guess but i could, see what you're saying though you yeah. want to like you want to create i love performances where you're actually like it's not just you playing an instrument and sharing your music, but it just becomes a whole nother experience. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think of like some artists that are kind of like that, but I'm sure uh, Chelsea, have you seen Chelsea Wolf live? I haven't. No, she's really good live. But you listen to her, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. She's like one of those artists when she just enters the stage, she just has this really intense presence but not in a bad way yeah but in a you can kind of you can just tell that you're about to get a very specific type of performance yeah um with the colors with what you're wearing with how you present yourself on the stage mm -hmm. some people just have the like that it factor that when you see them they are definitely a performer right yeah. but being able to sort of balance becoming i think what you're saying is you want to be able to balance that performative uh, demeanor with a more genuine expression of like what the what you're actually saying definitely yeah and I think it is a difficult balance one of the bands uh, another performance I really liked was um the opening band for nothing it was Frankie Rose oh, and cool. they were they were pretty cool and um like one thing I really want to steal from them is that they have like a um a sheet behind them and like a projector um on it like yeah 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 that's cool my stuff. vibe you know like yeah, a, yeah. um like all but, the bands do but i i really i like that though it's fun. awesome i like it's cool to have something else to look at when you're doing a show like. exactly yeah and it adds to um i think it's very like a uniquely shoegaze idea to have <laughs> also on top of the layers and layers and layers of music you have this layer of La um, yeah of actual layer <laughs> yeah exactly so it's like it's i think it's a really cool Thing. that's kind of like that just reminds me it has nothing to do with layers but it does remind me of like shoegaze performers obviously they like it's known that they just look down at their feet but also it reminds me yeah. of Tom from planning for burial how he just like doesn't even face the crowd yeah just looking at the <laughs> amp just looks at the amps behind yeah. him and he doesn't even like engage with any of the artists he's, yeah. he seems very daunting to me he's kind of like yeah. scary to me but he's yeah. actually he's actually a kind guy from what I heard yeah I I messaged yeah. him on 
Facebook a long time ago, just talking about his music and stuff. And it was really I did, nice yeah, I did it. the yeah. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually gonna be in New York. Um, he's playing with Rackmeister Harmonies. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I see he's doing those bands with those shows with Chat Pile, and I was yeah, so jealous. Yeah, I wish I yeah, lived on the yeah. East Coast. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Chat Pile did come. I didn't see them, but they did come. Yeah. Uh I actually don't listen to much Chat Pile, but I, I they're really good. I haven't listened to anything except their new album and is it, it good? Was, it blew me away. It was there, awesome. I'm thinking I'm probably gonna go to Roadburn actually. Mm. Uh and Chat Pile's gonna be there. Oh, so. really? Chat oh, Pile's man. gonna be there. Uh Show Me the Body's gonna be there. Deaf Heaven is doing uh Sunbather. They're gonna play the entire oh, album. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. And, so it's and gonna be fucking sick. Isn't yep, you Josh should come Corey gonna be there too? Or yeah, Josh Corey's gonna that, be there. Too. I saw that. I was like, no fucking way. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, he comes out from the dust. <laughs> yeah, holy shit, dude. Like that's some old head. Like not to us, that's old, right? Like right, right. But it's been a while. It's been a while, right? It's been a while, and also, it's not like he's he he's not very like active to begin with. You know, exactly. he's not. It would be different if he was, even if he wasn't making music, it'd be different if he was doing a bunch of shows or if he was out and about. But yeah. it doesn't seem like he's out that much. Yeah, that was but a surprise. <laughs> it was definitely a surprise. For those who don't know any of this stuff, that's okay. It This doesn't apply to you. But for those who do, <laughs> I'm sure you're really enjoying this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm excited about all of the projects that are coming out. That should yeah. be a lot of fun. And then you're single, and then you said you are working on this, like, sort of, I guess it's not technically a music video, but. Yeah, and I do have other videos I'm working on as well. Oh, okay, so you are. Okay, yeah. okay. It would be awesome to see. I know. It's like whenever I see people post a lot of music, I'd be like, I'd love to see a video accompany with it. Like, I'd like to see yeah. something alongside. That would be awesome. And I'd love, I really want to, like, I'm hoping over the next year to really start performing more and performing my music from the albums and everything. Yeah, that would be awesome. And so um, I'm hoping to really get more um, video of that as well yeah that would be cool yeah would you do you think you're gonna stay in arizona are you thinking maybe you want to go somewhere else so i'm actually i'm probably i'm staying here at least for um, the rest of college so i'll be here for like two and a half years um and then um i'm actually looking into um going to like chicago or ann arbor like around that area okay awesome yeah yeah that would be fun okay so you still have two more years you're gonna stay in arizona and then you're gonna you're going to keep up with all of your other projects. It's definitely going to be cool seeing where it goes. And you're not the type of person it doesn't seem like at all to disappear and not make music for a very long time. If you do, that's totally okay. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But it seems like you're pretty busy. And our viewers and our listeners will have something to look forward to. Definitely. Uh, yeah, in no, the future. I'm not- I'm not stopping for a while. <laughs> for a while. As far as you know, right? Like yeah, I'm going to yeah. be doing this for the rest of my life type vision absolutely yeah so we have uh we'll have to uh be reminded just to pay attention to december 2nd date um which is when your new single is coming out or uh, no sorry that's that uh, the way it was december 2nd is when your wait your show is yeah november is it november 17th let me pull it up let me remember the date there's a single he's coming out within november 
Yes, November 18th, I think. November yeah. 18th. Okay, I'm a yeah. day early. Okay, November 18th. So let's definitely look out for that. Anyone who's a big post-rock fan, uh, it's going to sound, sounds like it's going to be sounding really good. I would do a, I would go to his band camp. Uh, can you shout those out really quick? Everything that you might want people to come check out? Yeah, so um, definitely check out my newest album, The Summer That Dried the Well. And uh, while you're there, let me pull up my band camp so I know what I'm yeah. talking about real quick. And then proceeds to list your 10,000 releases. <laughs> yeah, I do have a lot of things on there. Um, That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, I just did a remix of um, another band's uh, song from the label uh, Status Quo. Or the okay. band's name is Strange Skin. The song's name the is song, Status yeah. Quo. So that's on my band camp as well. And uh, check out Intervalence by Diana if you're into something more experimental too. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, that's kind of that's awesome. Yeah, so check out his Bandcamp. He also has the cassettes that we had talked about and some of the CDs. Uh, if you want to like look at it, um, listen to his music, of course, first. See if you like like it. Either way, if you are a fan of rock, if you are a fan of shoegaze, and even if you aren't and you want to explore a different genre, this is definitely the opportunity to do so. Uh, so I want to thank you, Foster, for just taking your time. It does mean a lot for taking time out of your very busy schedule to just do this quick interview uh, and talk a little bit about what excites you and what I think probably gives you a lot of purpose in life. Yeah, so, of course. Thank you so it's much. It's been for a lot of fun. You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>